There's our favorite sound. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, well, one of them. <laughs> okay. Welcome. You do like the music. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Double Take. Double Take. With Rick and Lori Fry. <laughs> Always wait to, I always like to wait for the drum roll. I know you do. Everybody knows that now. Oh, my goodness. So, we're glad to have you. Yes. Um, and we're brought to you by Green Grace Network yeah. and Oneness Ministries. Ooh, a radio voice. Oh, jeez. Oneness-Ministries.org. Find out everything you never wanted to know about us at One Mustache Ministry. Or everything you wanted to know about us. That's true. And if you go to our website, you can like us, you can support us. You can like us on Facebook. I don't know if they can like us on the website. Pretend. (laughs) Pretend You can find all the links to everything. We like it when people act like they like us. (laughs) Everybody likes us. Well, except there's, I can think of a handful of people. That's not the point. That's different. So anyway. Yeah. So. How are you? I'm fine. Fine? As fine can be, as John Lynch (laughs) would say. Yep, fine, just fine. I'm doing really fine. Really fine. 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 And that's all I got. Yes. So what are we talking about today? Well... I we're we're talking about can't we both be right? Mm. <laughs> Let me answer for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it when you answer for me. Because it's always right. Data. See? <laughs> See? That's all I'm saying. Yep. Um the the idea for this kind of came from a conversation that I had several years ago. Um it was kind of a heated conversation. Not with you. Um, But I remember saying at some point, well, I guess they said to me, if I think this is right and you think something else is right, then one of us is wrong. And I said, not necessarily. And the person I was talking to kind of lost their mind for a minute because that was just impossible. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, I would think that was kind of impossible too, but I don't think that's impossible anymore. I think it's likely. Yeah. That's why we have denominations. Yeah, that's one of the reasons we have all the different denominations, yes. that's for sure. And that's why we have different interpretations mm-hmm. of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people are going to disagree, but what do we? Do, what can we agree on? Well... That's that's the thing. Um, One other thing about go ahead. Some people, their identity is so wrapped up in what they believe that mm-hmm. they have to fiercely protect it, mm-hmm. because if they don't, then well, the possibility exists that if part of it's wrong, I have to admit that maybe I'm wrong. That that can't be. That can't happen. Mm-mm. No. Well, and I, I think a lot of it is um, well-intentioned. We want to know what God wants. Yes. And so we're trying to do the right thing. Absolutely. But sometimes there's not a right thing for everybody. Are, are, you, are you insinuating that maybe God operates in the gray sometimes? I think so. 
God's not black and white. No. And you can't be a Baptist. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That was a joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or a Catholic. Okay. <laughs> you should stop. You should stop. Um, no, that's true because I think, you know, we talk about it, it's not a matter of, let me think about this. I don't think that any one person has more truth than another person because we have truth living in us. But I think we're on different, if you picture a map, okay, we're not, fur, somebody's not further down the road than you or you're not further down the road than someone else. To me, it's more of a map. And I'm here and you're here and somebody else is over here and we're all in the place that God wants us to be in the moment and he reveals truth when it's when he knows we're ready for it that's right and if truth is him and it is then that's that's the thing we connect on when jesus said i am the way the truth and the life if does he add the word if you i'm pretty sure no he doesn't. No. There, it's unconditional. There are no conditions mm -hmm. to being in a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. He died for us mm -hmm. once for all without conditions, mm -hmm. without, I, I'm, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's even necessary. We get baptized. We get dipped in water. Mm -hmm. Why? Because... Jesus got dipped in water. <laughs> because it's, it's a sign. It's a sign. It it's, doesn't do anything for it's you. It's like wearing a wedding ring. Mm -hmm. I'm married to you whether I have this ring on or not. But I still want you to wear it. I'm gonna. Mm -hmm. Today. <laughs> Today. Sometimes <laughs> I forget it. But if I forget it, if I forget mm. to put it on, doesn't mm. mean we're not married. Mm -mm. So, there, when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he did not add anything to that mm -hmm. that we have to perform or that we're, is required of us he says I want you to believe me and then in John 14 he says I will live in you forever there's not an if there no so we don't have to agree on everything what is no. that one saying about um Never mind. Go ahead. I can't even think of it. It's basically that the, the, there's gray, you know, and some things we have unity and some things that basically there's flexibility, but yeah. I forget yeah. the wording of that particular phrase, but in the essentials, in the essentials, unity in the non-essentials flexibility, that's the gray. Right. What we contribute to this relationship to God, the father is that we believe it. Mm. That's all we can contribute to this. Now, there are things we get to do because of it, but they're not requirements. Mm -hmm. We contribute nothing to the kingdom of God except that we believe it. So what sort of things can we disagree on and still be? First of all, we're not worried about being right or wrong. That's part of the problem. That's right, because that's eating from what? 
The wrong tree. Yes. Would you like to explain what that means? There were two trees in the garden. There were. The tree of life and the tree tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he said, do not eat of this one. And why did he say that? Because once you ate it, your eyes, their eyes were opened and they started making judgments. Mm-hmm. They started deciding that, well, God's really busy. Maybe I can help him out. Maybe I can do some stuff so he doesn't have to work so hard. Mm-hmm. That is making judgments. And out of that comes, you're behaving in a way that I don't think is right. Mm-hmm. Then we start comparing. And then we start comparing and we start judging each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it all falls apart. And we have to remember that when it says the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the first word is is good. Mm -hmm. So some things look good. So you see things on there like um, being in church every Sunday or even helping somebody out. But it's not about what you do. It's about the motive underneath. So there are things that look good on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but they're not good because they're out of your own, your own strength and your own judgmentalism or or all of those things. So the tree of life represents listening to Holy Spirit and following what he's leading you to do. More than that, being in relationship Mm -hmm. with God by a re- by being having the Holy Spirit in us, that is such huge piece of information that many of us miss because we're so in love with Scripture. We think Scripture has replaced the relationship with with God through the Holy Spirit, or that's the place where we have it. Yeah, is through Scripture, yeah. and it does enhance the relationship. It does. That's not the point, but. You know, and I think we've said this before, you know, we've, I use Andrew Farley as an example because we know Andrew Farley. We've read, we had read his books. We love his books. He yes. makes things so clear and so simple. Um, and the books were great and taught us a lot of stuff, but then we met him. I'd much rather know him <laughs> than his book. Yeah. It's completely different. We have a relationship with him. Yeah. We know him as a person, not just what he's written. Mm-hmm. And it changes the dynamic. That's the difference between just having scripture and, and realizing that you have Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You so, know the author. There's so much more to know about Andrew Farley when you're, when you're <laughs> in a personal relationship with him. But because we want to stay in a friendship with him, we're not going to tell you them right now. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> he's kind of crazy sometimes. So I think that's true of God the Father. There's so much more we can know about him through the relationship. Mm-hmm. Scripture tells us it's possible. Mm-hmm. Scripture leads us to the idea of who Christ is and what he did for us and that we can have that relationship with him. It's not a book of behavior. No, it tells us also about his character. His what character. is he like? Yes. And and that's that's very helpful in yes. understanding. And then he proves it to you himself mm-hmm. through everything that happens in your life. Yes. Yeah. I, I wrote down here... The Chosen, which, of course, we talk about a lot because we think it's wonderful, especially you. I do think it's wonderful. I know. I when every time I walk by, you're watching The Chosen I, on your iPad. I, first of all, mm-hmm. I'm a videographer, mm-hmm. and I watch how they light 
how, how they use light or the absence of light. Mm-hmm. I watch how how well the images are focused and positioned, and it is art. It is it's, it's art. It's, it's an artist's dream to see how well this stuff is put together. Mm-hmm. That's hugely important to me. Yeah. So one of the things that I notice about the chosen is the way Jonathan Rumi portrays Christ. And sure. I think we met, mentioned this before that, you know, well, he kind of knows Jesus, so he probably has a little bit of an insight as well. Yeah, but if you see, you know, the, if you've watched it at all, and if you haven't, watch it. It's just fabulous. And we're really snobs about that kind of stuff. Well, I, I am. I'm embarrassed at a lot how much of them of a are snob I am. Yeah, and this one is not. So, but the arguments between the the apostles, you know, among each other, there's arguments, there's outbursts of anger, and the way that the that Jonathan portrays Jesus, he always finds finds a way to affirm them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always call them down. No. He'll say, "I appreciate your passion about this," or "I appreciate what you did." And he finds a way to affirm people. He doesn't correct them. Sometimes he does. Yeah. Sometimes he does. But he does it in such a way that it's to build them up, not tear them down. Yeah. It's not punishment no, at all. No. And <laughs> so that's, that's the point of discipline. Mm-hmm. They're called disciples. <laughs> because why? Because he's a teacher. Yeah. Disciples are taught. Discipleship means to be trained. Discipline means to be trained. For the future. For the future. It's not about, we we go, we spend discipline to punishment. Yeah, completely different. And in the book of Hebrews, it's about being trained to righteousness. Mm-hmm. Punishment goes back, looks what what you did. Yes. And says you have to pay for that. Yeah. Discipling is not that. Discipline is not that. It's, it's not looking that. forward to the person that you're becoming and growing into. Amen. And That's it's for right. your benefit. Yes. Punishment is not really beneficial. Punishment just makes you feel bad or guilty mm-hmm. or shameful. So my point in saying all that was the way it's, he's portrayed in that show, I think is a really good example of how we can be with each other. In the last podcast, we talked about, you know, meanness on social media and just basically Christians arguing with each other about stuff all the time. And it's tempting, boy, it's tempting. Cause you think, you think, and you know, and I said before that I, I do all the social media for oneness and I'll post something and people will, will want to disagree. And sometimes in not a very, they're, they're disagreeing to tell me, you know, nothing about what you're talking about instead of, well, what do you think about this? Because I'm good with what do you think about this? Because that's kind of what I'm saying, too. Here's something I'm throwing out there. What do you all think about that? So it's that's an example for us. Affirm people where they are. Remember that you don't know everything either. You don't think about, you don't believe the same way you did 5, 10, 15 years ago, maybe even last year. God's growing us all the time. So you can't have a lock on truth. No. Because he's too big for that. He's too big for it. So can't we agree that what what you think and what I think may not be the same, but that doesn't mean one of us is wrong? I can absolutely agree with that. That's because you're right. 
That's because you're right. I know. So we're both right. <laughs> See, nobody's wrong. See how we did that? That was so good. Take that home with you. That was free. Was it? It's all free. It's all free. <laughs> Unless you'd like to support us, now, in which case. Yeah. Okay. Now, sometimes mm. these people want to prove that they know more than they think they are, think they do. Um, and so they'll, they'll, they'll chastise. Well, here is the truth. It's clear. Yeah, it's clear. <laughs> That's my favorite, ver- favorite. It's clear in scripture phrase. that it says that. Well, no, mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. It may be to you, but that doesn't make you smarter than me or mm-hmm. better than me. Or, but, or maybe it's something that God has for you right now. Yes. I mean, everybody, you probably, everybody listening to us right now has probably had this happen where you've, you've seen a verse a million times over and over again. And then sometime you read it and you go, oh, now I get it. Or, well, now I understand a different facet of that particular verse. There was a, there was a particular verse that, that God does that to me a lot where the first part of the verse was the part that spoke to me. And then six, eight months later, I came across the same verse and it was the second part that fit what was going on in my life at the time. Well, was I wrong the first time or was I wrong because I didn't get it the first time I read it or the first 10 times I read it? He reveals truth to us when we're ready to receive it. Yes. Because I remember Pastor Stevie used to say, if he gave it to you all at once, you couldn't handle it. That's right. That is absolutely true. And it's not about becoming, arriving at, I'm finished now, I know it all. That's not going to happen as long as we're in these earth suits. Mm. It's not going to happen. And and going back to your your map analogy... Mm. Um, some people are a hundred miles ahead of me. Ahead? Yeah. That didn't go with my map analogy. That's a road analogy. Okay, a road analogy. But there are positions on the map, okay. and the destination is somewhere. That's the purpose of a map: mm. is that you are you are in you are in on the trail towards something, on a highway towards something. Highway to heaven. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Um, and there are people who have been on this, traveling on this, way longer than me. And so their experiences are different. Are mm-hmm. They're at a, a different place and they have experienced more and are more mature. And that comes with a responsibility. That comes with a responsibility not to pull somebody along or tug somebody along, but to guide them to the place where Perhaps they are. It is never an excuse for arrogance. It is never an excuse for lording information over somebody. Well, and maybe we're trying to drag them to the beach when God is wanting to take them to the mountains. Maybe so. Because we really like the beach and it's really great and you really want to come here. And they're like, yeah, no, but I really think I want to go to the mountains. Yeah. Because we think that what God tells us sometimes, we automatically decide this for everybody. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> is that a, a hot button for you? That is a hot button mm-hmm. for me. Getting a word and going, oh, my gosh, everybody has to know this. Mm-hmm. Or, or it's for them. Or, Whatever their situation is, this is for them, too. Yes. But you can use it as a, an example of 
here's what happened to me, mm-hmm. here's what God said to me, but the key to this is for you to listen to God, mm-hmm. not to me. Mm-hmm. Or, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can listen to it and file it away for future reference, sure, I, but to go, no, 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 this is this is for you in your situation right now. I know it is. Brother, I have a word for you. Oh, dear. Yeah. Some Not to say God doesn't do that sometimes, but he... I think that sort of thing is confirmation because I think he's going to tell you most yes. of the time. If he wants you to know, he's going to tell you. Okay, let's go this way. It's your responsibility to hear God. And if God says something to you for me, then it's your responsibility to give that to me. Mm-hmm. But you want to know what my responsibility is? To accept it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because God spoke to you and said, tell Rick this, doesn't mean that I have to go, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. I'm going to people think about get in it. lots of trouble doing that. Yes, I'm going to receive it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about it, and then I'm going to decide: is that really for me, mm-hmm. or is it for you, or is it for me later? Or yes, yes. So, I I always kind of shudder when somebody says, "I have a word for you." It always it always <laughs> makes me a little uncomfortable. Mm. I will listen. Mm-hmm. but also give me the freedom to reject it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Therein lies the ability to disagree and be, and both be right. And both be right. <laughs> yeah, I hate using the word right, but that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Um, I remember something else that Pastor Steve Eden used to say was God plays by his own rules. He does. And I think, I, I believe that he can tell me something that is that he wants for me or that he gives me permission to do or don't don't do that i'm, I'm being very interesting here you and are. you're yawning i'm sorry it's a ill i'm not i'm ill <laughs> <laughs> you're I'm good really. no you're not <laughs> i think god can tell me something Either that I that I have permission to do something, or that He wants me to do something, or He wants me to understand something mm-hmm. that you or someone else might think He would never say that. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, and that doesn't mean I misheard Him. That's because sometimes, sometimes He's really super clear. I, I have experienced that. Me too. I have experienced where God has said something to me and I go, what? (laughs) What? Well, my experience at Scope Ministries. What? Nothing. When I first went there, I I started the classes. I loved it. I loved what I was learning. I loved facilitating to be transformed small groups. I loved it. And I was growing as I watched other people grow. And then one day God said to me, scope is not your future. And I'm going, what are you talking about? Yeah. I love this. I, I, I want this. And he said, it's not your future. And I go, honestly, I said, whatever. <laughs> and he went like, oh, whatever. Huh? Well, yeah, we'll watch this. <laughs> and it was, it was true. Mm-hmm. Here I am in this wonderful place Mm -hmm. that I love as much, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
one of the things, well, and I'm talking too about, well, if you hear something from God and, and you'll know whether it's him or not, because he's pretty good about making himself yep. clear. That's true. Um, talk to people that you trust if you want. Um, but some people may not, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, well, God would never say that. God would never say that. Well, yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. And I've got, I, I wrote a book a couple years ago and I, <laughs> <A> couple <years. laughs> how about, um, nine years ago? Longer actually. <laughs> That's not the point. Okay. That's not the point. We can't both be right about that. Um, I'm right about that. <laughs> but I put in there some examples of things that God said that sound like stuff God would never say or went against the law, his own law. Um, and one of them was uh, Samuel. Mm-hmm. And God told Samuel to go and anoint the new king. And he was going to go anoint David. And he said, but if Saul, the king, finds out, then he'll kill me. And so God said, well, go tell Saul that you're going to go make a sacrifice. Yep. Which seems to me a little sneaky and misleading. Is God sneaky and misleading? No. So was God, would God never say that? You might think, well, God would never tell him to be a little, you know, sneaky, but yet he did. Yeah. So Samuel did go and do a sacrifice, but he also went and anointed the new king. He anointed David. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the time that David ate um, the bread, the the sacred bread out of the out of the temple. Well, they were not. That was against the law. It was against the law. But it. But God allowed him to do it. Yep. Um, the book of Hosea. Hosea going back after a prostitute, burying her and going back and getting her over and over again. That was not according to God's law. And yet God told Hosea to do it. Um, there's others. Peter on the roof. Yeah. And, and he's in a trance and the sheet comes down. And God says, eat this stuff or whoever was talking to him, the angel or messenger. The crawly things. Yeah. Non-kosher eat, stuff. Yeah. Eat this stuff. And in Peter's mind, he was asking him to sin. Mm-hmm. He was telling him to sin because Peter said, may it never be. Mm-hmm. I can't eat that stuff. <laughs> and God says, yes, I want you to. Mm-hmm. And it, it blows my mind for someone to say, God would never say that when he has done just the opposite on so many occasions mm-hmm. in scripture. Mm-hmm. Which is again <laughs> about, we, we can both be correct. Yes. We can both be hearing God and God be, could be telling us two different things. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So when we disagree with another believer, I think we can both make an effort to find the thing that we do agree on, which is Jesus, if nothing else. Absolutely. And then we can just say, okay. And God will say to you, get used to different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> Get used to different. And I've heard that recently. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about this phrase going around about speak your truth. What's your truth? It's not about your truth. There is one truth. That's right. But he lives in you and he gets to. Let me give an example. Okay. Because then I have one too. Well, give yours first. Well, 
if you're a parent and I remember reading a I don't even remember the name of the book, but there was a chapter in the book called Hamburgers for Breakfast. And all I remember was it was about this woman had written the book and she said, you know, she was being a good mom and had good breakfast. And at one, one day the kids wanted hamburgers for breakfast. And she's like, you know what? Let's have hamburgers for breakfast. Sometimes as a parent, I think God says, yeah, let's do that. I love you. Let's do something crazy and different. And it's okay. That's all. Hamburgers for breakfast. Okay. Or pizza. Or pizza. Um, I've spent my life wanting to be an artist. That's all I ever wanted to do. Um, I, and he's an excellent artist, by the way. Uh, thank you. But that's all I ever wanted to do. Um, there are a lot of people who aren't mm. artists. Yeah. Does that make most of us? Yeah. Does that make me different or better? It yes. does make me different. Does it make me better? <laughs> makes you a better makes, artist. Makes me different. Okay. Um, and I'm okay with that. Although there are times when I've done these palettes and wine things, and <laughs> I, I suck the fun right out. I'm so <laughs> intense when I'm painting, and I just suck the fun right out of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's why I haven't asked you to do those yeah, in a long please time. Don't. don't. I just am not too serious. I'm too serious. I'm too passionate. And, uh, but the point is it's different and one is not better than the other. Yeah. Yeah. You are extremely organized. You, um, want to always have plans about what's going to happen. And me, I, I like to have plans, but it's just not as important as Let's have fun. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's make it fun. And I'm not fun, apparently, because I'm organized. (laughs) I facilitate the fun. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) See? See all those trap doors between here and there? (laughs) I just fell through one. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So. Mm. um, So that, but that's good. Not right wrong but different yes different is good Mm -hmm. different is good Mm -hmm. yeah i think god is too big to be cookie cutter he's not cookie cutter i mean i think he i think he gets as bored with it as we do (laughs) i don't know but god you know could be could be who knows i know some people that bore me to tears (laughs) jesus loves them (laughs) <laughs> not you oh, okay. clearly not you <laughs> oh my goodness a little boredom um anyway i i just think god is too big and too infinite and too other for us to boil him down to a set of this is right and this is wrong and this is right for everyone and this is wrong for everyone nope. and i think that and also when there is free will you know, I think we need to allow people to find out for themselves. Let God work on them instead of us dragging them into what we think is right for them. That's right. In Galatians 5 1. Mm. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Freedom means we get to explore, we get to examine, we get to question, we get to think. And think what? Yeah. Christians can think? 
they better. Oh, dear. That's scary right so there. So all of that is your responsibility. All of that is your responsibility because you are different and God made you different. I used to I used to think I don't want to be a Christian because I want to be an artist. And if I become <laughs> a Christian, then I'm going to have to do... Jesus pictures? Yes, and <laughs> just not have fun. Oh. And huh. one day God came to me and he said... I said I I said I don't want I don't want to do this because I I don't want to give this up. And he said, "I made you the way you are so that you can do this. You don't have to give it up. I'm going to give you the freedom to enjoy it." Mhm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the freedom to be different. Yeah. And that's vital. Mm-hmm. There is so much freedom in being free. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not redundant yeah, at all. You might want to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can remember. Mm-hmm. But that that's true. And I and you know, that doesn't mean you don't go to someone that you see, you know, that might need some help or need a little guidance. Yes. I mean, there's always a place for that, but again, that's always let Holy Spirit tell you when and where and how. Mm-hmm. And, and not drag people. Sometimes people need to fail. Sometimes people need to get into a place that it's so uncomfortable they're ready. And we try to protect them from being yes. uncomfortable. Yes. And, and then it's harder. I mean, you might call it enabling sometimes or just, you know, let's just put bubble wrap around you so that you don't ever get upset. Well, God, let God figure out how to work with, with these people. You can be there when the time comes, but it's not, we say up here, you're not junior Holy Spirit. That's right. Um, That's, even when we counsel people, we don't tell them what to do. No. We and, don't. And I just lost somebody because I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because we have been, in, the, in, the, in Christianity, we have been told, here's a list. Follow these, this three-point sermon will tell you how to get here and this this list of 10 things do that and your life will be better this will save your marriage and this will make you successful in business or whatever it is and that is god doesn't have a five-point plan god is your life he doesn't have a formula no this is not about a formula it's not an equation Mm -hmm. so yes i think God is a lot of fun. (laughs) I think think he's he's kind of of funny sometimes. I think he wants us to enjoy this life. Mm -hmm. And because he's in us, what do we have to fear? It's not fear itself because somebody else said that. That's not in the Bible. What do we have (laughs) to be angry about? He has done everything for us. We get to enter into his rest and enjoy his presence and freedom freedom's big it is i don't big. think we realize how free we are and sometimes i think that scares us because we think we need a list or a or a parameter or boundaries and he's like no 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 you got me freedom i mean fear mm. is the block of freedom mm. I say the that block right? is a block to freedom okay is a wall to freedom fear will keep you from freedom yeah or from experiencing it fear will keep you in bondage Mm -hmm. and we're in 
a lot of us are in bondage to a lot of stuff because we don't understand our freedom. If we, you know, God is perfect, perfectly capable of speaking to us if we're going a direction that's not good for us. Absolutely. He, he, Absolutely. And, and if that's the only thing, that's enough. That's enough. He is enough. Mm-hmm. So, shall I start the music? Yes. Oh, shall I? This has been good. I've yeah. enjoyed this. Yeah. So you get to be free from trying to fix other people and yep. telling them when they're right and wrong. And you get to just love them and enjoy them and smile and watch God work in them. And even in your hardships, even in the time when things don't look so good and you look like you might fail, embrace <laughs> it. Failure is just an opportunity to trust God. So is it really failure? Then it's not failure. Ha! I was ahead of you on that Wow, That's right. <laughs> so experience your freedom. Love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Love each other. Mm-hmm. Talk to you next next week. Yes, we will. Okay. Bye. <laughs>